0: listening to the Oliver Wyman Health Podcast, featuring conversations on the business of transforming healthcare.
1: This is the Oliver Wyman Health Podcast. I'm Tom Robinson, partner with the health and life sciences practice of Oliver Wyman and host for this episode. Today, we're speaking with Bridget Netatime to explore the promise offered by pairs and providers working together in closer partnership. Bridget is president of Transformative Markets for Aetna. She's responsible for developing and growing Aetna's value-based care and contracting models. She oversees all Aetna's strategy for pair-provider relationships and recently led the effort to create a joint venture health plan between Alina Health and Aetna in Minneapolis and St. Paul. This, is, this JV is Aetna's fourth, coming soon after joint ventures with THR, Banner, and Anova, and is clearly part of a bigger vision. Bridget's got a background that's prepared her really well for these models. Before Aetna, she was a consultant for a while, analyzing business models for payer provider partnerships. But perhaps nothing built her ability to deal with the disparate worlds of insurers and provider systems as much as her time in the U.S. Army, where she was both a helicopter pilot and an Army finance officer. That's quite a combination. I wonder if anything could have prepared her better. Welcome to the podcast, Bridget. Thanks, Tom. That
0: was quite an introduction.
1: <laughs> so, Bridget, I mentioned the Alina Aetna partnership, and we've been seeing a lot of activity around partnerships of this type. From your perspective, what do you think explains the uptake? How are today's partnerships a bit different from the collaborations that we've been seeing in the past?
0: Yeah, great question, Tom. And, and I'll take that in, in two parts. And first, you asked, well, what explains this uptake in, in partnerships? and From my perspective, there are two forces at work. One is the shift to government programs becoming an increasing percentage of payment for healthcare services overall. Think about the Affordable Care Act, including Medicaid expansion, Medicare Advantage, and the growing population of of 65 and over um, in the United States. So that's one force. And, And then the second is the influence or the demand, really, of consumer choice today, and, and how that is shaping our healthcare services landscape overall, um, That that is what's driving these partnerships. And the second question you asked, um, I believe it was, how's this different from the past? Did I get that right? Was that the second yeah, question? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And so, it depends on what you define as the past. So, if we think of the more distant past, uh, referring to the HMOs of many years ago, Um, and and the ones that didn't work, let's say that, because there are um, HMO models that are still in practice today and and functioning well, in particular with physician organizations leading them. Um, But if we're referring to ones that didn't go so well, so when we think of HMO, it's not a positive connotation. Um, I I would say today, these these models are much more than just passing a payment on from an insurer to a provider of services and and saying, good luck, see you in a year when we do a reconciliation and and we'll work out the finances. It's about enabling success and working together on a daily basis to ensure success. And and success is really the health of the communities that we serve. Um, So that means sharing information um, with each other. It means sharing skill sets. Um, It means educating each other about the different businesses and the different perspectives that we have. It means educating each other um, about the consumers that we serve, the those that purchase the services that we provide. And those can be very different. The consumers that we serve are patients um, of a of a provider and their members of a health plan and, and purchasers of the services can be very large employers. It may be the government. Um, it may be the local county uh, who purchased those. So we really have to think about those that we serve. Um, and and in order to do that, it is a, a daily effort on the ground, working together to better understand the true needs of our consumer base.
1: And and, and you're working hand, hand in hand with your Provider partner, this is—it's a new way of working. It's not the intense annual negotiation and then leave it alone for another year. Is it? Do you do you really see this as a different way of working between payers and providers on on an ongoing basis, Bridget? Or is it that's just the way things are right now? As you're as you're gearing things up and getting them started?
0: No, I, I do see that as the way of the future, um, where there is an integrated um, concept of how we care for communities and how we um, improve the health of communities. And today we're talking about insurers and we're talking about providers of healthcare services. But the concept is to extend that farther out into the community so that community resources are also at the fingertips of the consumers that that we jointly serve. And we're able to connect um, consumers with those services. Um, The concept has to go beyond what we're doing today, but today's work is foundational. So working alongside each other, um, learning to trust each other, and then working on problems together, using all of the combined resources that a a large national payer has, as well as a deeply ingrained provider um, healthcare system and physician network in a community has.
1: You may have these lofty goals but how are you actually going to measure your progress towards them and indeed do you do you have any results that you were able to share already
0: I do have some results that I'd love to share and I'll give you a few that are specific to our partnership today um, I'll start with banner uh, banner health in Phoenix Arizona we've been working with with banner um, collaboratively for approximately six years now and and we've recently launched a or We've announced a new company, uh, a new health plan called Banner Etna, and we're working to launch that in the market. But what have we done to date uh, in our partnership? I think that's impressive. Um, we've reduced costs overall uh, by 11.5 percent. And when I say cost, I mean medical cost, the overall medical cost versus what the market achieved. Um, at for the same point in time. So that's 11.5%. I would consider that material. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we've had, in terms of outcomes, so cost is one aspect, outcomes is another. Uh, that same partnership, we have seen a 24% decrease in avoidable surgical admissions per thousand. Um, we have seen an increase of 4% in generic prescribing um, an 11% improved intervention of pediatric patients with recurring ear infections. Um, and then a 5% improved monitoring of patients' medication therapies after a heart attack. And those are just a few of the measures that we work with um, our partners on, on a, on a continuous basis. Um, but those were some important uh, percentages you... I wanted to share with you on that.
1: I can imagine that wasn't an easy thing to set up, to have that kind of success. I can imagine there's a a major change effort required with the with the physicians involved, or or, or was it more straightforward than I'm imagining?
0: No, I, I think how you said it is is exactly correct. Understanding that we're all working on behalf of the same purpose, and and we're not at cross purposes. It's no longer some type of zero sum game where one's revenue is another's cost. This is this is a mutual financial relationship. That, that it works to benefit um, the members that, that the health plan serves.
1: And, and speaking of the economics for a moment, how does it work for to be a win-win for both Aetna and the provider partners?
0: Yeah, in, in reality, without a true, full financial um, stake in the ground, it's hard to change behavior. Um, and I'm not saying that anyone has incorrect behavior, but, but all parties, um, I think working on, remembering to work on behalf of the membership uh, that they jointly serve, the communities that they serve, uh, when the financials are aligned accordingly, it, it is extremely helpful. And so, so the more aligned those financials can be, I think the more powerful um, of a tool it is to drive behavior. And I certainly won't say that's sufficient. I would say it's necessary, but not sufficient. Um, There's a lot more to it than that. Uh, There is an entire governance and management model that supports that financial alignment uh, that's jointly created, um, it's jointly operated, uh, and that's what creates, I think, some of the most innovative thinking as well. As As leaders of two organizations come together, with various backgrounds different points of view and are able to have healthy conversations um, about the business model itself and how to best serve the community
1: what what do you think of as the as the next stage in these relationships right what what can we expect to hear from from etna next where do you think these partnerships are going to go in the future
0: so I I think in the future, um, and I will say in the near future, we still have a lot of work to do. Um, we have a lot of work to do to start to break down, um, I would call them artificial walls and barriers, uh, so that uh, we're all more knowledgeable about the consumer or the patient uh, that we're serving, so that we can, and I'm not talking about sharing data inappropriately in any way, shape, or form. Um, what I'm really talking about is under truly understanding um, every member that we serve, understanding their goals, um, what they want to achieve, helping understand what motivates them, uh, which, which in turn helps us understand how to engage them in their health. Um, there's much work to be done there, and, and some of it is Uh, costly capital infrastructure work, um, meaning some IT infrastructure. Um, some of it is changing how we interact overall with members as a health plan, how we interact overall with patients as a provider. Um, and then how, how we um, interface with each other on a daily basis as well. We can create as much management and government and governance, um, as one could possibly stand. But without that filtering down all the way into the organization to the point of care provider and member, um, I don't know that we've achieved our goal. And so we still have work to do there, and we'll continue to do that on a daily basis.
1: And, and I'd like to s- just switch gears here for a moment. Um, the last question is one we ask of all of our guests. Um, Bridget, if you had no limitations on resources or on talent, if the sky were the limit, what would you fix about healthcare?
0: I would I would wish that it was not about making people well, that our entire system wasn't centered on that. That it's about helping them achieve their life goals by achieving a state of health to do so. Um, think. Think about the interactions that any of us have had recently with the healthcare system. And I would venture to guess that 80% of the interactions uh, are because we had an incident, um, maybe we fell while skiing on vacation, um, or uh, maybe your child had an ear infection. And and that's the interaction we have. Um, but changing that dynamic so that we're thinking about well, what do I want my state of health to be? How can I achieve that? How how can my community support me in that? How can my healthcare community support me in that? And that's where we want to be as Aetna. That's where we want to be with our joint venture partners as well.
1: Excellent. Um, it's been it's been a real pleasure speaking with you, Bridget. I hope that the uh, trend of closer partnerships that we're seeing across healthcare will help propel us bit by bit towards a better health system that's perhaps a little bit more focused on keeping people well and keeping people engaged in the the way you describe. Thank you very much for joining us today. I very much appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Tom. I, I very much appreciate the time. You've been listening to the Oliver Wyman Health Podcast. Oliver Wyman Health is a virtual community of innovators convened by the health and life sciences practice of global management consulting firm, Oliver Wyman. Find us online at health.oliverwyman.com and follow us on Twitter at OWHealthEditor.